time to take the next step with Looney Libis. Welcome back to The Next Step. I'm standing here in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, inside the processing facility of East Africa Fruit. Mm-hmm. And I'm here with... Eliette Motel, founder and CEO of East Africa Fruits. So I know Ellie from Fledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came to Seattle five years ago, five and a half years five ago. Five and a half years ago. I met him. He was a 24-year-old aspiring entrepreneur, our first native African entrepreneur, big dreams, Pretty much a brand new company. It may have been 18 months old or 14 months old. First year did 100,000 in revenue. We invested $15,000. A few months later, uh, some of our angels lent him $50,000. You turn that into 300 the next yep. year, and then 600 and something the next year, yeah. and then 800 yeah, and something, yeah. and then a million. And I, exactly. Uh, and I think last year was. 1.2 million. All right, and this year will be bigger, yes? This year will be 1.6 million. We were sitting here earlier today talking about Series A. It's coming. Knock on wood, it's, it's going to get closed soon. It's going to grow this business again by factors of two or three or more. But the topic I actually want to dive into is really interesting because it's just that question of focus. So when I met 24-year-old Elia, he had these huge dreams of cold storage. He had these huge dreams of eliminating the waste that is endemic in Africa between farming and sale of fruits and vegetables and grains, for that matter, to the customer. And here we are. It's five years later. We have a successful company. It's profitable. Yes. It's growing. And while it sells more items in total than it did five years ago by a lot, it's actually selling fewer items. Yes. So, so walk me through how you got to that. So we, uh, we, we realized that cold chain is as much as important as it is in our distribution system. Also, efficiency in terms of delivering the produce quicker to the customers is also uh, a key to our success. So what we did is uh, we cut down some of the loss-making produce and replaced that with uh, profit-making produce, and that's where we are today um, as, uh, as efficient uh, distributing produce to our customers in Dar es Salaam. All right, so before we were talking about carrots and peppers, peppers uh, and, and, and cherry tomatoes and all, all the produce and name it we had. All right, and now we're, uh, if you watch the video that Fledge posted, you're mostly going to see them processing potatoes. Potatoes. There's some onions in the, in the video, and we're standing in the big room where it's the, currently the small amount of rice processing, but yeah. eventually will be a large amount of rice processing. Exactly. And they're looking at every grain of rice over there. Yes. All right. Uh, so what did you learn about in the last five years about quality? Well, um, so we learned uh, the quality is, is everything to customers, uh, making sure that we provide the food safety standard to our customers, that they can consume something that they know is, is 100% safe. Uh, and so for us, quality and convenience is, are the key terms uh, that we trade with um, in our business. Right. And so quality, that's pretty easy for people to understand. The other one is convenience. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're a fruit and vegetable aggregator distributor. You have a whole lot of customers. How many customers? 400 customers. So 400 customers, and they don't care that you focus down on potatoes and onions and whatnot. What they care about is whatever's on their menu. So we're talking about hotels and restaurants yes. and, and others. And so some of them want carrots, mm-hmm. right? But you don't process carrots anymore. Yes. And some of them want peppers, but you don't mm-hmm. do peppers anymore. Yeah. But they're asking you for them. So how are you solving that problem? So to get most of these customers, they require to deliver over 10 to 20 
bunch of produce. And the way we do that, we have set special department that goes out and buy from the public markets at a wholesale price. And, and usually that makes up to between 10 to 15% of the entire delivery, which means uh, we control over 80% of, of the entire delivery to our customers and we deliver 100% of, of their food needs in, uh, in, in the businesses. Yeah, so this is an interesting twist on the business model. It's satisfying the customer's needs, right? finding out what their customer actually wants, finding a way to get it to them, but using the established uh, system that's already out there instead of trying to, to do everything. Yes, that's why I say this distribution is the key. Okay, meanwhile, we're talking about focus and we're talking about uh, narrowing down the products, but literally this microphone is sitting on a bag of rice because last year you were all excited there was an opportunity to do a new product, to do rice. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. how'd you make that decision? So the decision came after... For two reasons. First, uh, after, when we dropped out some of the produce, we, we knew that we would be losing some of the revenues. And rice was most, one of the most demanded products in, uh, to, from our customers. So we thought as a part of re replacement to, to our revenue losing uh, produce, we added rice to our portfolio, which is now flaring uh, as the number three brand in the, in the market, targeting to be the first uh, leading brand in the market uh, in the coming 12 months. And again, that sounds crazy. Here we have, uh, he's not even 30 yet. He's got the largest fruit and vegetable distribution company in the whole country. It's a very large country. And the goal within the next year is to have the number one rice brand. So why didn't you just solve this problem by going to the store and buying the rice from the number one rice brand? Why do you think the opportunity is big enough that you need to be in the market yourself? So we look at, uh, at the opportunity and uh, we, we realize that we could be able to use the, the existing model that we have on a fresh produce and replicate that to the rice and be able to make more money to the growers, the smallholder farmers, and deliver to the uh, customers the premium and the best rice in the market. Great. And where do we go from here? What's, what's next for East Africa Fruits? So East Africa Fruits expects to grow uh, with over 10,000 customers in, in the portfolio over the coming four years. One way to, to grow the company is to also incorporate technology uh, behind its distribution to be able to efficiently um, deliver produce to our customers, but also go to uh, additional processing uh, like potato, frozen potato fries to be able to increase the convenience to our customers in Dar es Salaam uh, and Zanzibar and the other regions in East Africa. So it's a mix of more processing? Yeah. As in fries, like just cutting the potatoes, yeah. right? freezing the potatoes. Yeah. Uh, more cold storage. We talked on the video about banana, banana processing, yeah. Banana, yeah. mechanizing some of the stuff that's going on here. Because it's basically, when we say processing, just imagine a large number of women doing things by hand. Yeah. And then even more trucks, because yeah. we got to get to the rest of the country. It's a, yeah. it's a big place out there. The big trucks not showing up every day right now, because yeah. it just physically takes more than a day to go out and get the produce and bring it back. Thanks for hosting me here. It's so mm -hmm. great to be able to see this with my own eyes. Might sound crazy, but I invested in this company sight unseen. And it's been five years of keep investing in this company, but this is the first time I got to see it with my own eyes, touch and feel and, and put on the lab coat and whatnot. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs>